Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, back with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Sorry about the late posting of the podcast last week. I actually was looking at my computer and I'm like, I got some low numbers in the podcast. I'm like, oh, I didn't post it. So I'm going to be better about it. Uh, it's been hectic with season starting for me because I am going, going, going nonstop. But we do have one for you this week. It's going to be shorter because it's not as much going on. Like we said, because of you know the Sega After Strike and the Writers Guild Strike, it just there's not that much out there. And it's okay because we got you covered on everything else. Um, so this is one of the side effects of it. I've heard like a lot of people are starting podcasts um, just to talk because it can't be about any of their projects. Um, and one person is doing something similar is Sasha Barra Cohen is bringing back Ali G for his new stand-up tour. Now, it does seem a little bit like he's just doing this because he needs the money. Um, but the Ali G show was like, it was next level. Like it was, for its time, it was, it was no one had been doing that. It was literally, it, so like Borat was an evolution of, Ali G and Borat yeah, show Borat. He, at least some of the people were in on the joke. So like, uh, I believe the Pam Anderson, um, kidnapping, she yeah. was in on it, but nobody else was. So yeah. stuff like that. But the Ali G one was pure raw. No, nah, it's, it's, it's just, it's all raw. People, he, people thought he was serious. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the whole movie and everything. I mean, that's why you got a lot of lawsuits out of it for defamation of character. Well, not necessarily defamation, but um, it was sort of deception. He deceived us what he was doing. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. The reason why Tony Kornheiser doesn't go in documentaries and stuff about different things from his time writing and being on ESPN. And that's because. You can say everything you want to say, but you can't decide what they're going to put in it. So be yep. careful. You agree or with stuff or like how that. they take stuff in and out of context. Yeah, exactly. Um, this one's interesting. It's funny because um, uh, David Harbour doesn't want to be the Stranger Things guy saying he's giving up TV acting altogether once the Netflix series wraps. I mean, he's saying that now, but you also got to think he's also um, in that upcoming planned Marvel series. Uh, well, and didn't he do Hellboy too? Um, yeah, but that failed horribly. Yeah, but he does have continuing stuff. So he was in Black Widow, and he's supposed to continue on into the. Um, the next one, the next movie they're doing with a bunch of the bad guys who are kind of good kind of series. I can't remember what they're calling it, but um, it has the Yelena character from Black Widow, uh, Black Widow's sister, Natasha's sister. It has him as I can't remember he's called. He's called the Red something. And um, I wonder, you know what? I bet you anything. He has it listed on his IMDb because with this oh, strike, the, the character, the red one, yeah, because uh, we looked have looked it up before in previous episodes. But I mean, well, no, not that. I think he'll have. So he played Alexi 
but he was also I can't remember what the, what the actual name is, but the upcoming Thunderbolts, the Red Guardian. So the th- and the Thunderbolts is the one that everyone was super excited about because it's basically Suicide Squad is what it is. The Thunderbolts are Suicide Squad. A group of supervillains are recruited to go on missions for the government. And that's the one that they've actually started filming, I believe, because Harrison Ford is playing Thunderbolt Ross because the guy who originally played him passed away. And Sebastian Stan's supposed to be in it. Um, Wyatt Russell, who was U.S. agent. And then you got Julia Louis-Dreyfus coming back as... Uh, Valentina, uh, Valentina, I can't remember what the full name was, but it's, um, Thunderbolt Ross, there you go, so Taskmaster, Red Guardian, Bucky Barnes, Ghost, Valentina, Allegra de Fontaine, and then John Walker, U.S. Agent, and all of them were either in, um, the Captain America series, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, or they were in the Black Widow, so... I have a feeling he has bigger plans for that, but with the shakeup, you know, like we've been hearing from um, Disney about what they want to do and what they don't want to do, there's just so much going on. You have to be cautious as to what, you know, you sign yourself up for. So he has four things on his plate, two in production, two set to come out next year, which was Thunderbolts and Creature Commandos, and his name is Eric Frankenstein. Okay. All right, so I don't know. I mean, he was in he was in Grant Turismo. He was in We Have a Ghost. He was that's crazy. So he was in. I considered a Violent Night a part of this year because Violent Night came out for Christmas last year. Right. Violent Night, We Have a Ghost, and Grant Turismo all twenty twenty three into twenty twenty two. Right. So I didn't even realize, and he was also in Star Wars. Star Wars Visions. Okay. Well, then, even if you want to put in 2020, uh, use 2022. I mean, you got Stranger Things in there, too. True. But you I think know, if, if you yeah. use the whole whole year. Yeah. You know, or past um, 18 months. So he's been busy. So. Right. Yeah. Um, next, another effect of the strike. Uh, the Emmy Awards have been moved to January. They were originally moved to September. Um, they were supposed to take place, I think, this month. I'm pretty sure. Moved it back to September. Now they're moving it to January. Um, they are predicting that this will be the longest one that they've had ever. I think the last one was, um, uh, I think, 100 and something days, like 106 days. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this one might take a minute, but uh, the Blind Sign movie about Raven's football player Michael Orr, according to him in recent court filings, is a lie. Now, I wasn't well, and, a, sh- and a, since just before you get into it, and a lot has changed since since that first first came out, which was what a day or two ago. It's fairly recent. Yeah, yeah. yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy because so. I don't know about Tim's wife, but my wife doesn't stay up on this stuff. She's worried about the kids. She watches her shows. She knows a little bit of she sees it on Facebook, but we don't watch news or anything. So, you know, I got it because the ESPN app was like, 
and then you're like, wait, what? This is random during the day. I'm like, who's getting fired? Who quit? What happened at a, a practice? Because they're doing yeah. joint practice for NFL. Yeah, who blew out their leg and is done for the season? Something like that. And then you see Michael Orr sues. He's distraught that um, uh, that he wasn't really adopted. And it's just all this stuff comes out. So when you first hear it, you're like, this is tragic. Like the blindside movie didn't happen. It, here's the thing. We've heard for years he didn't like the way it portrayed his mom. That his mom was a drug addict, but she did care for him. That she was actually there quite a bit. But she was a drug addict and couldn't provide for him and didn't give him you know, the best of stuff. Um, he was also upset because he had been playing football since the age of eight. So he knew how to play football. It wasn't like they put him into this position where all of a sudden they taught him how to play football. Um, and so he's basically said this whole time that he's hated the movie. And so all this stuff comes out and I'm like, when's the other shoe going to drop? Like, we can't say nothing until we, and all we got yesterday afternoon was um, Mr. Tui was said that he was very upset and he was sad that uh, Michael would do something like this. Um, and he just, you know, he's just kind of sad. And right. I'm like, and when it and when it initially dropped, you know, ESPN and people were reaching out to the Tuies to see, you know, hey, what's your statement? What's your statement? And of course, you know, they didn't, you know, no statement. I mean, they would say no statement at the time. It was just, you know, didn't return their calls or, yeah. or anything. It's like, well, yeah, when you drop something like that, you're not gonna, you know, go out it's there and, late, and late say, night, say something. Yeah. Well, late last night he said we were sad, and then this morning, their attorney. Posts a rebuttal. Right. And what's crazy is, is the basically what they were saying is that we've been waiting for this for two years. He's been threatening to do this for two years and that he threatened that if they didn't give him $15 million, that he would come out about it. And what we know so far is that the attorney has said that Mr. Orr has had multiple attorneys reach out to them and once they produce the um, facts and the paperwork that they have on everything that most attorneys would leave. Apparently, these new attorneys didn't reach out to them, just just filed it because they have allegedly they have proof of. So he so Michael Orr is claiming he never got any money from the blind side. The Tui family made millions off of it that they um, gave money to the kids and everything, but didn't give anything to Michael. Mr. Orr, and then um, basically says that he wasn't adopted, that he was in a conservatorship, which allowed him to make business decisions on his behalf. So that's shocking, right? It's like, oh, my God, he thought he was a part of the family, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, and and mind you, on all of this, the Tuies are, you know, pretty well off. You know, they're pretty wealthy, so they don't really – you know, per se, need the money or anything like that. So it's not like, hey, you know, they did well in the community, in the church, you know, belong to, you know, their gun clubs or whatnot, uh, all of that. It will, you know, they were well off before this. So right. it's not like they would, they really needed that money already. So no, it was, it was alleged. I think, they, I believe they own like a ton of fast food restaurants, like not a small amount. They own right. like they're, they're big. 
And I know from we had someone went to high school with who's older than us. His family owned, I think, like three or four McDonald's, and they were really well off. So I think they own more than that. Um, I don't know what restaurants they are, right. but I was, uh, yeah. And part of the alleged issue with Michael Orr was obviously the conservatorship, and he basically said that he had no choice and he had no idea what was going on. When they got paid, um, he claimed they got paid a bunch of money, and then they trickled it down to the kids, so both the kids got money. Now, um, in the rebuttal, the two E say they have proof of, they have the contract they signed. They said that because he was 18 years old when they went to get to adopt him, you couldn't do that. And the reason why they did the conservatorship was that was a way they could make them a part of the family, which would assist them in getting into Ole Miss, which basically was only accepting applicants um, or would only accept him if he was a legacy. So basically he had to become a part of the family to become a legacy. Um, and that he knew that. They said he understood that. That, the only, that was the only reason why it was a conservatorship. There was no monetary thing, anything like that. Um, I didn't realize that the book was written about his story before they even had the consent of the family. So there was no consent from the family, any of them, before the book was written. And then the guy that wrote the book came to them about doing the movie and that's when things went, and they, they said, hey, we made a little bit of money. Yeah, we, couple, you know, I think, it, I think they said it was a small amount. Who knows what a small amount to them is, really. But that they split it evenly between everyone and the kids in general and Michael. And that they have been sending him checks. They have proof they've been sending him checks. They have proof they were being deposited up until the time that he started demanding $15 million. And... The bombshell to me, which me and Tim talked about this beforehand, was they decided to deposit the money they were sending Michael because he stopped cashing the checks. They were putting that money into a trust fund for his son. Now, if that's the case, that means they've been thinking about this for a while. They knew he was doing. If this is true, they knew what he was doing. And I maybe he was hoping that if he didn't cash the checks, they would just keep the money. Right. Making them look more liable. And yeah. now what they happens did, they is did the, they, did, they did the right thing. They did the right thing. So I don't know the other attorneys he's had. Somehow he's gotten in contact with their attorneys and their attorneys have been sending him this proof. So uh, Michael Orr hasn't responded back. And the saddest part for me is he's saying all this stuff and then his supposedly adopted brother, not the Tui son, went on Barstool today and talked to Dave, talked to the, the main guys, KFC, and Dave asked him, he's like, you know, you know, do you believe him? And he's like, look, he goes, you know, I don't know why he's doing it, but he goes, it wasn't a surprise. He goes, we knew this was coming. It's been going on for about two years. And, you know, he's like, he decided to do this and, you know, we've been prepared for it. We weren't sure when it was going to happen. And then they, they said, well, are you surprised that it came out when his book came out the same day? And he's like, no, actually, I enjoy the book. I got it. I bought a copy. And it's a good book. And then KFC, if you know, if you know Barcelona, you know who KFC is. He's like, BS, you don't file a lawsuit the same day your book drops. There's not a coincidence. So 
Michael Orr has yet to respond. Um, all the articles I've seen that they originally posted about the lawsuit are just changing the title, talking about what the Tui's attorney said, and then regurgitating what was said from the lawsuit filings. There's been no public statement from Michael Orr. So it's going to be interesting to see because what people don't know is when people are rich, they'll start filing certain things because what that does is it basically exposes you to everything. So if they want to hire a forensic accountant, the Tui's themselves, I'm sure they have all their ducks in a row, but does Michael Orr? Because he probably doesn't realize if they can prove that he sit and wasted all of his money and that this is a money grab because he went broke at a certain period of time that he started threatening them or stopped cashing those checks, then there's probable cause this is a this is a you know frivolous lawsuit. So um I honestly if if what the Tui said is true, it's sad. If what Michael said is true, it's sad either way. But it's more sad if what the Tui said is true because you know, while the movie, Michael didn't like it, there's so many photos of them spending so much time with them at Ole Miss, going to the game, supporting him in college. Like, there's so many photos of them together. Well, and he was homeless, you know, took, yeah. took him in, helped him out, got him off the streets. Um, you know, it took him out of a bad situation and then kind of goes and, and does this. You know, I think I saw he was 37. So when he was, let's just say he was 17 when they, you know, met him or, or got to know him. So 20 years ago. Um, yeah, for, for someone to, to do that. Um, when I say someone, I mean, Michael, to do that is, I mean, you know, bite the hand that feeds you. And then I did look up what his uh, career earnings were. He made thirty million. Over, he made yeah. over thirty-four million from the NFL. I'm sure there's endorsements and whatnot outside of that. So I mean, well over thirty million. Um, so it's not like I mean, if you're smart, it's not like you're going to need those checks or anything like that. The Tuies did it because. That's the, it seems like that's the kind of people that they were. And then he started, stopped cashing them. So it's like, okay, well, then we'll just set up a, like you said, trust fund for for the kid, uh, you know, for your son. So at least somebody gets, you know, the money off of it. We, we don't need it. We're giving it to you. We're already getting our cut of it. So it's just sad. It's interesting, you know, very interesting to see how this plays out. Because when it first dropped, it's like, oh, man, that's that's interesting. I mean, that's going to become, you know, a huge, you know, miniseries documentary if it was true with what Michael said coming out. And then it was, oh, no, 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 no. That's kind of not what happened. It's like, oh, that's that's a bad look for him. Yeah. So they own. This is crazy. He owned the family owned 115 fast food franchises, including those of Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, and Long John Silver's. But currently, only own 11, having sold the majority in six transactions. And Tui, Sean Tui is also has also been a broadcaster for the Memphis Grizzlies of the NBA. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. 
So, and what does, does it say what the wife does? Oh, wow. He got, um, he actually got drafted by in the NBA in 1982 by the New Jersey Nets. So he was good. Um, actually, it said it's it said that um, she also um, she is an interior designer, and I guess she's been on Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Yeah, and I think she does pretty pretty well for herself. Uh, yeah, she, in 2010, she was named one of the three design team members for ABC. Um, okay, and they wrote a book as well. Um, like I was sharing the powerful power of cheerful giving. Okay. Well, and especially once the movie comes out and everyone gets the story, they're going to, it's going to catapult them, whether they, you know, whether they like it or not type deal. So, I mean, I'm sure, like I said, they were doing well already. And then the movie and the story comes out, then it's going to do, they're going to do even better. Yeah. And so and the rumor is, is they, that Michael's been doing this, um, uh, yeah. like seems five like years, time. Yeah, five like years time. or something like that. He's been doing it. Um, when's the last time he played? Oh, he uh, actually won a Super Bowl at the Ravens. I forgot about that. I think it's been at least a couple years because then he went to like the Titans or something. Yeah, he played with the Titans 2016. Was the last time he played. So, I mean, he's been out for. Seven years? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's 37. When he was 30. I mean, he's an offensive lineman, so that makes sense. God, still, man, that's still early. He played seven seasons. So, I mean, oh, books. But, yeah, so we'll see how uh, how it plays out and what what comes of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, man, it's crazy. I mean, and what's funny is, is that, yeah, go ahead and end it. Um, oh, it's crazy. And I'm looking, I, I don't have time to look at the actual full document, but it looks like he's also basically accusing them of using his image and likeness uh, to basically make money so and what's crazy too is like their book they wrote in 2010 is about giving so it's like there's he they haven't written like a michael Orr book or something that would be like oh hey look so it'll be interesting to see i'm sure it's gonna get drawn out until for forever you know it might even get tossed out because who knows what their attorneys are going to give the michael Orr's attorney and he might they might withdraw i mean we don't know Right, exactly. And if it's a conservatorship, then they can they can do that. Well, yeah. Well, they even said they they support ending the conservatorship. They're like end it. Right, exactly. And you know, I mean, we've all seen how conservatorships go and how badly they go. Britney Spears, all of that stuff. So, but I don't know about the level of what the one that he had was because Britney. Well, yeah, Spears- no, I'm just saying conservatorships in general and what they. Are. The connotation behind them can be severely negative. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and yeah. I, you know what? He may be thinking the same thing. He may be thinking, well, they didn't adopt me. I signed a paper for conservatorship. So, who knows if they have been doing something behind my back? 
And, you know, I don't know. So he's been out of the league, we said, seven years now. This all started five years ago, so two years after he got out of the league. You know, I mean, did he run out of money? Or what? I mean, what's going on? Right, who knows? Who knows? Uh, someone who's not going to run out of money for a hilarious reason is uh, PGA Tour Tommy PGA, PGA Tour player Tommy Fleetwood becomes the first player in PGA Tour history to surpass twenty million in career earnings without a win. Good for him. I think it said he had like, but he had he probably has some of the the most top fives. Yeah, he's got like twenty top fives. Yeah, so it makes a difference, but it's crazy to think like, um, who was it? The guy who won this past two weekends. Lucas Glover. He won back-to-back weekends. He won $5 million from like 2007 to 2018. And back-to-back weekends, he made four. So he made $4 million in two wins. So, right, exactly. And he was the one that got abused uh, by his wife that came out a couple years ago. So it's pretty funny. Really? That's what happened to him? Yeah. That was like the last time his name was in the. Uh, in the news as he came out and that his wife was very abusive to him. So then everyone took that and ran with it because he wasn't doing that great. So it's like, well, yeah, because he misses a cut and he comes home and his wife beats him up. So that's, and now they're like, Oh, I bet you they're now all, you know, fine now because he's won back to back. So, I mean, if she, I mean, that's, that's horrible. Right. But I mean, good for him for, well, both Lucas Glover and Tommy Fleetwood, twenty million. I mean, over twenty million career earnings without a win. Yeah, it sucks that you don't have a win. But then again, I mean, you and probably, you know, your kids, your family, everyone's set for at least their lifetime, and maybe the the next as well if if you do it right. So and yeah, everyone, you know, he's he's a good. Um, I think he's from England, definitely a European player um, on it. But it's just like one of those things where I think, no, not Phil. Well, I know Phil has a whole bunch of um, second places, like at majors or whatnot, because it was always Tiger. Yeah. And same thing with um, Jack Nicholas as well. Look at his like top two finishes, and there's there's a lot on there. But I, th- I think Jack has the most lifetime, and I think Phil has the most in majors. Okay. Like but anyhow, but yeah, no, like I was telling you, hey, I'll take $20 million without taking a win. Yeah, everyone says, oh, hey, you didn't get a win, you didn't get a win. It's like, yeah, but look at, look at all these guys that have a win, and I'm making more than them. So would I like a win? Yes, of course. It's going to come. But... I'll take a cool 20 schmill too as, as well. Hey, that, because the thing is, is as soon as he wins, guess what? Then there's going to be the next guy that's, Oh, he's made, you know, uh, the most amount of money without a win, you know? So. I mean, the other thing too, is the pressure that goes on you for winning. Right. I mean, I feel like, I feel like most of the time you like, you look at it and you're like, Oh, you know what? If I get a top five, top ten, like uh, there was, I can't remember who it was. The dude that was playing, the guy that won the last, um, the guy that won the Open, 
the British Open. Yeah. His partner that final round legitimately hasn't won yet, but he's gotten like second place at majors like a lot the last couple of years. Like he's been top five. And I think that stress is more than man, if I make top ten, you know, like the joke, what was it? Uh, who was it? Was it Spieth? Or was it Dustin Johnson that hit that fan? And because he hit the fan, he made the cut. And literally just making the cut oh, earned him yeah. like $60,000 minimum. So it was like, that's crazy. Like, right. you literally play to make the cut just so you could fund your, your habits. It's, it's crazy. Um, next, we got a first look at Dizzy Treasure coming on August 30th. What's Dizzy Trevor? Uh, it's cruise Trevor. ship. Sorry, the new cruise ship. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I heard a lot of people are like, I don't know if they're they're not liking the cruise ships or what's been going on, but I know it hasn't been the um, greatest as of late for cruise ships. So, just you know. like in general or yeah. for Disney, both. I heard Disney ones are kind of they're well, not they're not hurting, hurting, season, but yeah, especially. After COVID and whatnot, I think that industry is going to take a little bit longer to bounce back. And basically, they're going to have to get people to come back is they're going to have to give away cruises. And before you could get fairly decent priced uh, cruises as well, packages. So, you know. It's it's interesting to see and I want to see how they respond just because, you know. You never know. You never know how Dis what Disney could do because Disney is on that I don't care mode. And yeah. Um, next, I can't even find where I shared this article. I wanted to do one real quick because um, so this got reported. And this is only reason why I want to talk about it is because there is so much like Things will happen and people don't understand. So Lucasfilm has closed the Singapore Visa Visual Effects Studio behind closed uh, Clone Wars. Um, and it's basically moving to consolidate uh, the global footprint. About, about 300 Singaporeans are going to be um, uh, let go. Now, it was established in 2004 as a lead studio for Star Wars Clones Wars. And here's the thing. Every time this happens, while those 300 people are losing their jobs, they probably are getting severance. They probably don't even want to leave the country, but they probably were offered, hey, if you want to come work for us in the United States, come work for us in the United States. And that's a big thing with Disney is every time you see them, oh, hey, we're shutting down this studio or we're shutting down these people that make this game. Well, if you look on their website, I remember when they bought Fox. I just told someone this today. They bought Fox. Fox was had a gaming division. They shut it down, and everyone's like, oh, everyone's losing their jobs. This is so horrible. But if you went on the website, they basically just created a new division within Disney itself that hired all those people if they wanted the job, and they created the same team within Disney. And... I think it's just easier to have everything in-house in one studio. This is what they're doing. But it is being reported as 
oh, they're shutting it down. And they're technically, yes, but not really. So almost seems like they're more so not shutting it down, just consolidating. Right. The 300 people are going to lose their jobs because I guarantee it also makes me think. So they had people working on Tales of the Jedi, Star Wars Visions, and um, Clone Wars, the last season, and Bad Batch. So Bad Batch is basically a continuation of Star Clone Wars. Ahsoka's doing the same thing. So you had one crew that went straight from the Clone Wars seventh season to Bad Batch. And then you have Tales of the Jedi, which looks identical to Clone Wars. And then you have, so how much you would have bet one of these three over here, they started doing some of that in the States. And now they're like, why don't we just have them do it over here? You know, so. Right. Yeah. Not that shocking. What was shocking was the sudden passing of Johnny Hardwick. Um, he was the voice of your favorite um, conspiracy theorist. Rusty Shackelford, a.k.a. Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. Um, they're doing the revival right now. Uh, there is no word what they're going to do. I guess he had recorded some of the episodes. I don't know if it was all of them or not. But um, it, it's sad. Uh, I don't know him aside from that, but I know that he was one of the most memorable characters in any kind of adult animated thing aside of anyone from like The Simpsons. Everyone, if you watch King of the Hill, you know who Del Gribble is. You know, it literally is Hank, Bobby, and Dale. You don't think of Peggy. You know, you no, think of, yeah. Yep. Well, I no, mean, maybe exactly. Bill, maybe Bill, maybe Boomhauer, but you're thinking of Del Gribble. So, exactly. And, and the thing is, is like you said, he had recorded some stuff for the new season. It'll be interesting to see how they, um, well, they're going to have to, you know, kill him off, basically, for lack of a better word. But you can see how how they do that um, on it. And But the only thing that stinks is with that, do they introduce, because like you said, it was kind of a sudden passing do they introduce a new character to that? Because, I mean, he's married and has a son. Um, Dale does. And a part of their, um, you know, four-man crew there in the alley. Do they replace him with someone? Do they mm -hmm. just let him go and it's just the three of them? You know, how do they, how do they go about it? Especially with just starting the reboot to it. Because, like you said, everybody wants... You know, and it stinks because, you know, Luann's not going to be there or the person that voiced her is no longer with us. Um, and Neither her husband. And Luann's husband is no longer with us as well. So you got both of them. If they were going to be back, obviously not the original voice actor. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of stinks. Everyone's like, oh, hey, you know, like you said, everyone knows Hank, Bobby and and Dale. Dale. So. You know, RIP, RIP to him, but yeah, it, it's sad. Stinks. Yep. Yeah. Um. Now most of the stuff we have is pretty much positive, so we're gonna go over right to gaming. Uh, Mods by Ben created a custom Starfield computer for AMD and Bethesda that was featured featured at QuakeCon. 
was reported on like crazy because it looks like it's a part of a Starfield ship. Like it legitimately looks like it could fit right into a ship and it isn't available for purchase. Um, it's one of the new style cases that kind of goes at an angle. So it's like a, like a 45 degree angle. Mm-hmm. It has beautiful colors to it. Um, I didn't see if it was liquid cooled or not, but I'm assuming it's probably something cool like that too. Right. So now the thing is, is obviously he built it. Did he get parts for it or did he 3D print parts? Because the thing is, is if he just got parts for it, then anybody could build it. Yeah, it's probably going to be, you know, expensive to do. But I I kind of ventured to see, uh, ventured to guess that he probably 3D printed some of it or tweaked some things or whatnot. Obviously, if his name is Mods by Ben uh and you know he kind of did this and it was featured so but like i said it'd be curious to see if it was just stuff um you know off the shelf or if he did a lot of modding himself or yeah i mean the 3d print here's the thing though if he wanted to be that guy you could technically upload the 3d the 3d printed stuff to thing of thingiverse and you could do it in five seconds Right, exactly. Yeah. So, it does look amazing. If you haven't seen it, go to our Facebook page because it's really awesome. Yep. Um, on to other amusement parks. Uh, we have a new Coca-Cola Freestyle Cup commemorating Halloween Horror Nights 32 at Universal Florida, which is normal. Um, Villain Con Minion Blast Q walkthrough at Universal Studios Florida. Oh. The min- Villacon Million Blast Q walkthrough. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Hogwarts Express at Universal Studios Orlando is closing for refurbishment in December 2023. I wonder what they're going to do. Well, has, I don't know. And I, like I said, I don't know because I don't know that much about the park um, or don't follow it that much. Is if this is like the first refurb on it besides maybe it being down for like a day or two i don't know it doesn't move right because if not it's been uh it's been a while they're probably gonna repaint it or something right it's probably just time yeah like i said just time wear and tear it has magic so it's supposed to probably not have the paint look like that so right (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, free hold on to your butt Jurassic Park print available to Universal Orlando Resort Pass holders. That's kind of cool. Hold on to your butts. And lastly, a bra or for uh, other parks, registration is open for Universal Studios Hollywood Pass members. Lights on Stranger Things for Haunted House walkthrough. That's weird. A lights on Haunted House walkthrough? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get to see it's just like Space Mountain with the lights on. True. You know, and I know the Stranger Things one is there. You know, that's the first thing when they come out. Oh, is there going to be a Stranger Things? Is there going to be a Stranger Things one? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, this one, I think, I don't know if I'm going to drop the podcast earlier or not. But so D23 has announced Gold Members exclusive Ahsoka fan event at Disneyland Park. And this is Hollywood Studios on August 17th. Um, The big thing I heard about this one is... They're kind of doing this um, because 
they can't do it at the Chinese Man Theater or the um, the other theater. They do it because there's no point in doing this big, huge thing for it because none of the stars can come. So I think they're trying to use the parks as like a like a cool thingy. I know it's already booked. Um, it like booked up in ten seconds. It was fully booked because you have to reserve your pass, or it's it's like a you have to like it's kind of like a reservation, I believe. So. Um, right. It looks like it's similar to like kind of the haunted mansion thing that they had a couple weeks ago. At, exactly. At we'll be checking it out though, and we'll see what's going on. Um, on to Walt Disney World. Giant prop from Agent P's World Showcase Adventure Epcot gifted to Phineas and Ferb co-creator. So the funny thing about this is, I'm like, huh, that's weird. Why did they, you know, give it to co-creator or not? Well, remember about like what was it a month ago or whatnot? that he's good friends with Scott Trowbridge and they were broke down on rise of the yes. resistance and they straight up FaceTimed him because the whole uh, cast and crew or whatnot was there on a retreat. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well that's why he got it is because he knows a big way somebody at Disney, you know, when you could FaceTime the head Imagineer that worked on not only the ride, but the land um, from the ride that's broke down in the land yeah, you're you got some pull, and he answered. <laughs> yeah, you're you're pretty good. So, but it is yeah, cool to see that. that I think I think I looked it up. Uh, that I'm pretty sure that the guy that worked on that ride also did some. They did something in the past together. I can't remember what it was, but they know each other somehow. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they went to school or something. Yeah, there's there's a connection from. Um, back in the day. Uh, Haunted Mansion finally reopens at Magic Kingdom with refurbished mummy and more, but no hatbox ghost. And I think that's kind of a clickbaity title. It's, it's, I don't think it's finished. I think it's still behind the curtain. Yes. So, yes. Um, it's not also, like, oh, it's not coming. It's just, they're not finished with it. There was also a rumor there was bats or something that delayed the opening as well. Uh, no, the bats are in Pipes of the Caribbean. Oh. They made there. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're decorating Halloweens. No, it's real live bats. They're up in a corner. So they have to be <laughs> careful with that with guests. They're protected. Well, they're also protected, so you can't just, just go out there and grab them. So um, August is completely sold out for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Magic Kingdom. Makes sense. Um, Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular returns to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party in 2023. They're going to be pushing them hard because they're trying to get a third one out of it. So, yeah. The Nightmare Before Christmas Mayor's Car popcorn bucket coming only to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party for 28 bucks. It looks awesome. Yes. It looks awesome. And it's only at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. You can't go there to the Magic Kingdom and get it during the day. It's only during the party. So, yeah. the reason all those is going to be through the roof. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Uh, new photo pass magic shots coming for the Monkey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which is cool because they don't do those often. Um, meet the Seven Dwarfs for the first time since 2019 at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Eh, I see you can see Dopey, you see him on Fantasmic, but uh, new ribbon wristbands replace old plastic admission bracelets for Mickey's Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Probably a comfort thing, so. Well, and I think it's might be a waste thing too. Probably less. Um, yeah, that's true. People probably want to keep those more for display. 
Right, exactly. And of course, there's a lot of stuff from Mickey's Halloween party because they just had it. So all the stuff's coming out. That's why there's a lot yeah. in a row. Uh, live pirates take over Adventureland at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party for 2023. Um, we also get the return of the Cadaver Dans, which those are always cool because I think in Disneyland you'll see them. Uh, when they had it in Disneyland, they used to go on the barge out where Fantasmic was, and I believe at Disney World is something similar. They they're like separate from everything else. So yeah. Um, Maribel meet and greet opening date announced for uh, Bruno joining Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade at Magic Kingdom uh, and Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort rationing room key cards only distributing two for up to six guests well maybe people are sneaking in I don't know right uh, I mean, think about it so if if your family and my family go together it's actually four well it's seven now um, but three of them are kids like if like all four of us couldn't have a card or even say like three of us it would be two so it's like well hopefully you know you and your wife are together the whole time and mine and mine are or even if you got three couples you know that go so i'm sure they'll give it to you but it's just interesting that they're rationing the key cards and they're just you know it's they're normal key cards. It's not like it's anything fancy. Uh-huh. So, must have problems. Yeah, something like that. Side note, I do want to say, have you heard the theory about uh, Encanto? Uh, no. That basically Maribel is in an insane asylum. Oh, yeah. Did you tell a, me that, or did I see a, it somewhere? Abuela, I saw it on TikTok, and the Abuela is yeah. the caretaker and that basically everyone's superpowers are the one is always drawing plants um the one is always moving furniture one's always talking to the animals one's always pulling the fire alarm and the reason why they all hate bruno is because bruno is the doctor yeah that was different uh on a disneyland resort uh, reimagined Adventureland Treehouse revealed as scrims and scaffolding removed at Disneyland Park, which means they should be opening it up soon, which they usually do something big right before Halloween time because they want to draw traffic away from California Adventure just to solve some headaches sometimes. Um, new Adventures of Vault retail location to open this September in Revengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure. I believe that's going to be where that building sits, where they do the performances on top right now. Because yeah, it used to be okay. the was going to be that uh, future e-ticket ride uh, under yep. the Quinjet, the building that the Quinjet's on, and there yep. was a big hole in the side of it for a while. Um, now it's and everyone kind of knew it was going to be a retail location. Yep. So it stinks that you get retail instead of a future e-ticket ride. Yeah. Um, I think that adventure. Uh, I think Avengers Campus was uh, much more of a disappointment. Disappointment they thought it was going to be because yes. when we went in January, there was no lines for basically anything, not for food, not for anything. Oh no! Well, even when your uh, what your step sister went that the web slingers, it was like what two weeks opened and they didn't need a virtual queue or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, which is not good. No. Especially for a brand new, like, state-of-the-art type ride. Yeah. yeah. 
the water jets on flowers and clamshells are finally working in Mickey's Toontown Centennial Park Fountain. It's the reason why they were doing everything uh, last, uh, what, two weeks to a month? So, Space Mountain is closing for refurbishment beginning September 18th, which makes me believe they are going to do something. Not sure what it's going to be, but it should open. Wait, if it's not September 18th, does that mean they're not going to be doing um, the Halloween one then? It could be in to, to get it for that one. Yeah, but they're not going to have it open only for a month. No, it'll go through like Christmas and, and into the beginning of the new year. No, not the Halloween one. Ghost yeah. Galaxy? Yeah. Oh, that one does. That one goes short. That one usually stops like the week after Halloween. Well, so remember, I... they just did it, the one for Star Wars for a month only. So they could switch stuff in and out very yes, quickly in there. That's true. Uh, Magic Key Dance Party coming to Disney's California Adventure on select August dates, which is, you know, pretty cool. And then we got a new Adventures Campus Quinjet Build and Play Set available at California Adventure. We have new Darth Vader ear headband and lounge fly mini backpack at Disneyland Resort. I do feel like they're starting to do these ear headband lounge fly combos a lot more to get them everything matching, which is kind of cool, kind of expensive now. And then lastly, we have a new Trader Sam's chip and dip bowl set available at Disneyland Resort for $69.99. Trader Sam's always popping off with something. And, well, and, it, uh, and it's cool because it's like a uh, like a ship or a, a boat type deal, almost like Jungle oh. Cruise-esque type deal, that type so of sneaky. Um, tiki. So it looks cool. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I haven't seen um I haven't seen too many uh like Trader Sam stuff that ever misses the mark. It almost always hits the mark. Yeah, yeah. And even if it misses the mark, they make it limited edition, so a whole bunch of people get there and buy sell it. Out. Yeah. You know. So it is it's one of those things where I don't know, I feel like there's so much stuff out there now and you're just kind of like do i really need that and you i guess you kind of do need some of it not all of it but i do feel like there's some stuff out there where you're like okay i like trader sam's i like the tiki stuff but when become when does enough become enough um and i guess for most people it's not yet Right, exactly. Or you get all the limited edition stuff, or hopefully you get it, and then that way you could have a display case of stuff that, you know, is limited edition and not, um, you know, as far as just the normal everyday stuff that, that you could get there. Yeah, and I do, I do feel like they know their marketing. Here's the thing. People are always bashing Disney for this, Disney for that. There's one thing they do know how to do, and that is market their stuff. Because I don't know any other place where they basically can create their own frenzy behind a product. Any product they do. I mean, when they did, I'll never forget, the first poison apple that glowed in the dark. And everyone's running through the parks. They're sprinting to these restaurants to get them. 
and we're walking in, and I look over to the right by the Starbucks on Main Street, and there's a cart with like 50 of them just sitting on the cart. And I'm like, these people think they're gonna they're gonna miss this, so they're sprinting. And literally, I walk over very slowly, and I'm like, hmm, I guess I'll grab one, you know. Right. So they they're good about that, and I, I feel like you know you got to give credit where credit is due, and almost I I, I think they're the best at it, hands down. Universal can't compete. I don't know anything else. Like, who's been able to sustain? Like, people forget uh, there was a Nickelodeon resort that had a hotel that was bright and everything. It was a water resort in Florida. Where's that at now? It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. You know, Universal Studios in Florida can't do that much because they have the rights to Marvel there and they don't want to screw it up. So they're very careful what they do in those parks over there. They can't compete with Disney. Now, with what Disney has said, I don't know if things are going to change or if changes they make are going to make things worse. But one thing I do know is, is they have the ability to make mistakes and still be as successful as possible. It's, it's, it's insane. Right. No, exactly. And I mean, the other thing is, like you said, everyone goes, you know, crazy for, these things that they do, I mean, it's popcorn buckets, popcorn buckets, it's sippers, you know, stuff like that. And you go and look at it on, you know, resellers, which they, you know, have my own issues with that, but they're selling it for at least two, if not three times the amount. And it gets released that morning. And by that, you know, late morning, early afternoon, they're already up on these reseller sites and, you know, and people are already buying them. Um, which, you know, it stinks, especially if you're not live by the park or they only have it on one coast and not the other or whatnot. But like you said, people just go crazy over it. I mean, the, the, they're po- I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's a vessel to hold your popcorn. You know, it's a vessel to hold your drink. You know, it's it's a cup. You know, it's a bowl and it's a cup. But yet, you know, you'll pay, you know, I'll pay I paid $30 for one. I could turn around right now and sell it. I think the last time we did it or when we got off the show, it was going for, you know, $60, $65 on it. So it's it's just it's insane what they could do. The, and it's not necessarily they have to put any marketing behind it. They just put out a good, unique product that you could only get basically in one specific location. And when I say one specific location, at a Disney park. It's not like you could go online and get it, whether it be shop Disney or whatever, um, you know, not, and taking out this, the resellers on that, you know, you have to buy a ticket, you have to go into the park and then you have to find it. And hopefully it's not sold out and you have to get it. Yeah, I know that's what they did with, I actually have one of the collector from when they opened up guardians of the galaxy. I have the, the gold collector Funko pop. And I know that that was like the big thing for them is you had to actually go find it in the park. They didn't tell you where it was. It, I think it was in the, the shop on the exit of um, op, um, uh, Gardens of Galaxy Mission Breakout. But you had to find it. What's really crazy to me now is like um, Roosevelt's. Tim and I buy those shirts now. We let us know when, hey, Mickey's coming out, blah, 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 blah. There was people posting shirts 
from Comic-Con that hadn't even been released yet, and they'd have 10 listed for sale. And I'm like, how are you buying 10 when it's two minimum or two maximum per person? doesn't make any sense. And what people are doing is, is they're, that's what they do, is their livelihood is. Because you got to think, I buy 10 shirts at $70 a pop. You're thinking $5 for tax, no shipping because I'm buying in there the thing. So $750. I list them at $250 a pop. That's tw- how much? That's 25 How much is that times 10 $2,500? Yeah, $2,500. So you're making triple the profit. You're tripling up on the shirts. And hey, if, if that's what you want to do, do that. But it just seems like Disney, they're going to have to figure something out because it's becoming ex- excessive. Right. Right. No, ex- exactly. And I mean, people are always going to find ways around it. Um, but when it's very blatantly obvious, I mean, there's got to be some some issues with it. I mean, we've already seen that with you know, resellers for merchandise, whatever that be. Um, and now it's bleeding into tickets for after party events like the Oogie Boogie Bash. I know at Disneyland, a lot of people were mad at that um, because they sold out so quick and then their the deals with their websites and all of that. And then everyone selling it is for three, four times as much on these reseller websites, which kind of led everyone to believe that hey, they weren't selling out because people were wanting them. Well, yes, there was people that wanted them, but they knew that it was an opportunistic um, buy there as far as, ooh, hold on, wait, I could get a whole bunch of them. I -hmm. may go, I may not go, and then turn around and sell it and make a good profit on it. So it's, it's just sad, and it's... Me personally, on something like that, especially when there is a limit on it, um, and they're not for resale, so um, you know you're basically taking advantage of people, and it's no way to me personally to make a living. I mean, I don't care if it's Disney, I don't care if it's anything like that. If it's in the rules, but it's like, oh yeah, no, they don't, um, you know, really enforce that rule or whatnot. No. Yeah, you know, but you're taking, but when they do, there's no heart, there's nothing that's going to come down on you. It's going to come down to the person that paid three times as much for that ticket, but can't get in because it's under your name. Yep. Yep. So So I know Disney has been doing a lot of stuff to try and combat the ticket stuff, like right off the get go. I do know there's some weird thing in the contract that when you buy a ticket, that's how they can get away with, like they can't stop legally someone from selling a item on eBay or online. You can't legally do that, but they can stop a reseller and you can approve it when they have multiple items. If you have more than so many, I believe they do have the right in the contract written for either your annual pass or your, your ticket that you bought when you get in, that they can reserve the right to all the products. And basically I guess they can brand you like you're not a licensed reseller. So basically if you don't have a contract with Disney to sell the items, they can come after you. So right. that's usually yeah. what they do with eBay. And eBay is very fearful. Um, I've learned through the baseball card community about people that have been stealing authenticated cards. And then it shows up on a different site or a different eBay bit of things for sale. And guess what? 
when there's a one of one or a one of five, there's only that card. You can't sell multiple ones of fives. And that's been popping up. And eBay, as soon as they get reported, bam, items gone. So right. I know Disney's well, doing good that. Now there's just hope if they can work on the flooding of a K look. I get it if it's a limited edition item. You have to limit how many are made. But let's not... Like, if you have a bucket and it's coming out and everyone's flooding the lines waiting three hours and then you have a figment debacle where, oh, look, there's probably enough for everyone, so don't wait in line. Right. No, exactly. And the other thing is, is like you said, with eBay as well, is then you get in, you know, you kind of got to tread lightly in the waters because then Disney could say, hey, guess what? Anything that has Disney or Disneyland or Disney World or whatnot on it cannot get sold on your website. And if it does, you're held responsible for it because it's your website. And we Mm -hmm. basically put, you know, no, you can't resell anything. So how do you want it to do that? And then we'll just come after you and find you all the times. So there you go. Yeah, there's a reason why. I mean, legally, you can't buy or sell Nazi memorabilia, and I'm sure Disney has more power than the federal government, so good luck right. beating that. Um, side note, anyone wants to buy me a popcorn bucket, the train one, hit me up. Uh, but was it? There's the train one. There's the new um, the mayor one that just came out. I know there's a bell sipper that just came out, too. They, uh, they also, also the hat box ghost sipper. I mean, the they got a lot. Goes zipper on that one, where his face actually does go from the hat box to his um, face. Yep. That's actually pretty cool. And all of them, you know, like you said, with the train one, the train steam stack comes off and is an actual train whistle. It's cool. It's not just a, a bucket. There's some more um, stuff into it. Same thing with the hat box ghost uh, zipper. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm sure the next time I'm going to go there, none of them will be there anymore. So not necessarily because they're sold out, but because they're... They change something. them out so fast. And they exactly. usually have... What's really funny, too, is we talk about all these ones all the time. They literally... When we went last time, the big one was... I can't remember. It was advertised like it was the big thing. But then I walked by one of the popcorn carts, and I'm like, what's this popcorn bucket? And it was a, it was like a Steamboat Willie one. And I'm like... Where did this come from? This isn't one of, and I'm like, I guess just it's another random one they have here when they don't have the themed one. So, yep, I don't know. But that's all for us today. We want to thank everyone who comes through, listens, has fun with us. It is greatly appreciated. Um, make sure you you like us where you find us, share it, download it, do what you got to do. Um, Mr. J, go to the park soon. Obviously, you're going to need a break. You've only been back to school a couple weeks. You need to go to Disney soon. Um, but thank you guys all for listening. For the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>